0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we have been examining the attributes of God these last... Uh, Three or four weeks Um, from the Shorter Catechism, question number four asks us, who is God? The answer is God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. And so far, we've looked at God being a spirit, God being infinite, God being eternal. If you've missed any of those uh, broadcasts, you can simply go to ReformationBoise.com and click on the link there and listen to them. What we've been doing is that we've been pressing each attribute through the lens of doctrine, duty, and delight. In other words, we've been asking what this attribute means, doctrine, how this attribute obligates us, duty, and then how this attribute brings us to worship, which is delight. So today we're looking at the attribute of God's unchangeability, and um, this is one of my favorite attributes. Of course, I could say that about every one of God's attributes. Uh, And here's the definition I would offer. Being unchangeable or immutable means that God cannot change in his being, knowing, willing, or decreeing. That he is incapable of improvement, corruption, or any variation whatsoever. Brothers, do you think that's an accurate definition?
1: Yes. Um, If God can change, that means that um – in whatever direction he changes, one of the two had to be not perfect. Right. So any change, if he grows, if he changes his mind, if he changes his decrees, if he changes his purposes, however he changes, just by the simple rules of logic means one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. And that means then he cannot be perfection if there can be degre- uh, um, degrees within. Mm-hmm. Um, so just by sheer logic, you cannot have a changeable God and a perfect God. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to sacrifice one of the two, and I'm not willing to sacrifice either one. God right. is perfect and unchangeable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's perpetually the same. He He doesn't change. His being, nature, and perfections, they can't be altered. Uh, nothing can be added to the infinite God, as uh, Russ is pointing out, and nothing can be taken away from Him. So what he w- what He is today is what He always was, and and what God is today is what He's always going to be. Yeah,
0: I think I think uh, many people would kind of put would view this as um, a limitation on God, or, or or something that actually makes Him less glorious. But you know, I, I think. What you said, Russ, is is just spot on. I mean, you're either, you either have to start with an imperfect God who is then growing towards perfection, or you have to start with a God who's already perfect and he's growing towards imperfection or shrinking towards imperfection. Right. Um, this attribute, uh, of immutability or unchangeability, um, this is what you would expect to belong to a being who is perfect.
2: And remember, we're placing this in the, in- incommunicable attributes of right. God. I mean, these are this is an attribute that we don't share with Him because um, we change. God doesn't. Uh, God is perpetually the same, and this immutability is is an incommunicable attribute. The Scripture is telling us this all the time. Um, in Psalm one hundred and two, verse twenty seven, you remain the same, and your years will never end. It says there. Uh, Malachi three six i the lord do not change and even in the new testament uh james 117 every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights who does not change Mm -hmm. um we have a god that is changeless Mm -hmm. you know even even his own personal name you know we we talk uh, about his name is in hebrew yahweh that can be translated um accurately with i am who i am you know that's Stating his self existence, his changelessness, or I will be who I will be, or I have been what I have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a reminder of his immutability, even his covenant name.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's take that. The, so that definition
0: is uh, that God cannot change in His being or knowing or willing or decreeing. So let's help our audience a little bit, and let's just take those one at a time. Uh, What does it mean that God, first of all, just can't change in his being?
2: I think you pointed it out, Russ. You know, um, the flight of time doesn't change him. There's, There's not any wrinkles on his brow. No memory cells die. His power can never diminish. His glory can't fade. The God we worship today is the same God that created everything in the beginning the God who spoke to Adam and Eve the God of Noah and Abraham and the patriarchs the God of Elijah and the prophets the God of our fa- and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and all his chosen people through the last um, um two millennia uh, this is the God that we have dealing with he doesn't he doesn't change in his being he's uh, the same and there's been no
1: change in him whatsoever mm-hmm. it's interesting that um In the book of Exodus, um, Moses is asking, um, in essence, who are you? And God's response is, I am what I've always been. And then he gives this description of um, his his attributes. And what you'll find throughout the Old Testament is that that is constantly being restated, Mm -hmm. reemphasized who am I? I'm the God that I have always been. Um, And I think that's, I mean, Malachi is is one of the last words of, of the Old Testament. And God, once again, throughout the entire book of Malachi, it's really these complaints that God and the people are exchanging, and they boil down to what Jonathan quoted I'm not the problem, God is saying. I haven't changed. Mm-hmm. I I'm, change. <laughs> I'm still the faithful, covenant-keeping God I've mm-hmm. always been. Mm-hmm. You're the problem because yeah. you change. Yeah. And you're not what you ought to be, mm-hmm. but I am. Yeah. And And I think that's the refrain that goes from cover to cover in the Word of God, that God is saying, I am what I've always been, and that is the perfect God. With all of these traits or attributes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is
0: immediately helpful for us because I think that 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 many of us believe that the God of the Old Testament, you know, is different than the God of the New Testament. Um, you see, like all these massive judgments in the Old Testament, like like the flood and Sodom and Gomorrah and the Babylonian captivity, and then you get to the New Testament. And you're like, well, I see, you know, I see Ananias and Sapphira, and I see, you know, little judgments here and there. So what, you know, how is this God the same? And Jonathan Edwards gave a very helpful answer to that question, which is, no, no, no. All those judgments in the Old Testament were, were merely precursors to the greatest judgment right. of Jesus on the cross. There was no greater display of God's wrath and holiness. He's and unchanging. Love. He he right. still
2: hates sin. And he will not wink at it. He says That's right. mm-hmm. he will not uh, not let it pass with the you know without doing something about it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we talked a little bit about him not changing in his being. What about him not changing in his knowing? His knowledge.
2: You know, I I think that uh, you know you might. You might say it another way. God is the same in His plans. He, you know, he, we change our plans all the time. You know, we do some things that we didn't foresee that we were going to do. Um, we change things uh, because we think it'll make things better. Uh, better, but God never changes His plans. He's He He knows things. He, uh, he He knew us before the foundations of the earth. He He called us to Himself and predestined us to the be to the adoption of sons so there's no unforeseen circumstance that pressures god into taking another course of action you know he and so uh, there's a perfect agreement between god's knowledge and his will and we read in the bible of the council of god um, and the council of god is always in the singular it's not in the plural it's not councils of god it's the council of of, of God. And the counsel of the Lord stands forever, it says in Psalm 3311. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have any reason to change his plans or his, um, his knowledge.
1: It mm-hmm. um, wasn't that many years ago, probably a dozen or so, that there was this incredible challenge within broader Christendom to this, this aspect of God that um, it was the big theme of it or the umbrella term is open theism. That somehow God is constantly learning. Yeah. And that in essence, open theism boils down to the idea that as God encounters situations with us, mm-hmm. what allows God to be God is really not that he knows the future, yeah. um, but that he has the ability to constantly adjust to the the variables that are uh, encountering us along the way and can perfectly arrange the ever changing circumstances in the best possible way Um, and that's what makes him God Mm -hmm. Um, And so God is always kind of of learning, knowing um, growing um, and it's just an odd perspective of God for two reasons one Really, the Bible doesn't, and we're going to address this, I think, in a little bit. The Bible really doesn't ever talk about God that way. But mm-hmm. secondly, why would you want a God like that?
0: Yeah,
1: That's a pathetic God. Yeah, I don't want a pathetic God. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time worshiping a pathetic God. Yeah. If my God doesn't know all things, yeah. he's not worthy of my worship. That's right.
0: Well that's one of the litmus tests of, of that God lays down several times in the book of Isaiah as as Judah is constantly, you know, wavering back and forth between its opinions of worshiping God or the or the, the gods of the culture. He says, you know, declare to me, what's what's the what's the future? If you can tell me, then we will know that you are gods. I mean, God lays down the mm-hmm. gauntlet there. If you don't mm-hmm. know the future, you're not God. Um I think one of the the retorts that, that the open theists at that point would say is, Well, God knows um, uh, future events uh, that don't relate to our, our free will choices. And I, and I think that's the, kind of the crux of the matter. It really is this kind of man centered theology versus a God centered theology.
2: Yeah, giving autonomy to man instead yeah. of uh, giving sovereignty to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, and let, let's just state it outright. You know, when we talk about God not changing in his decrees, and that, that's kind of the last one there, um, that means that, that the future is certain. Mm-hmm. There, that there is a certain number of elect that will be brought into heaven. There's a certain number of non-elect that will not be brought into heaven. And that is an unchangeable thing. I, I saw a, a theologian um, a few years back where he says he goes out evangelizing and, and his prayer is, God, you know, we're evangelizing, decree some more to be saved. And he he kinda of said it tongue in cheek and he was trying to be cute. But the problem is is if God has to change his decree, then his first decree wasn't good.
1: Yeah. But in in underlying all of this is he's also unchangeable in his promises. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that way, um, that's the great comfort. Yeah. Well, that'll that, be the what that'll has, be the delight. That, that is the be delight. delight. What yeah. he's promised with regard to my salvation is sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it depended upon his decree. That's right.
2: As it all relates to his attributes, he's the same in his attributes. You know, whatever perfections were with God before the world, before he called it into existence, they're exactly the same at this very moment. And so, you know, as the the, um, uh, hymn from the first century goes, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. So we – we believe in a in a changeless God. Everything's the same. Yeah, within.
0: absolutely. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life today. We tackled God is unchangeable, and what does that mean? Tomorrow we'll answer some of those objections that no doubt some of you have. Well, what about this scripture where it says this that God relented, or what about that scripture? This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.